This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Robert Washett, Klaus. Husker football gets their first commit of 2022. We'll talk about that later in the show as Ernest Hausman from Columbus uh, jumps on board. We'll actually hear from Craig Williams, the head coach of Columbus as well in our next segment. But guys, you know, I, I just want to get right to this. Um, you, you guys think about just what this last year has been. I mean, it was a year ago on this very show, we were sitting up here um, a day before Nebraska's pro day, uh, but Lincoln, Lancaster County restricted fans from attending the boys state basketball tournament. And I think that was the first moment I realized, wow, you know, I think when the COVID and coronavirus stuff initially was out there early of this week, a year ago, the Monday, Tuesday, going into things, you're like, ah, you know what, though, this is Nebraska. It's a New York thing. It's not going to get to us. We'll be fine. And then they pulled the fans out of state basketball tournament. Then the next thing you know, Nebraska basketball played Wednesday night against Indiana in Bankers Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. And uh, that was the last Big Ten basketball game played before the tournament was canceled. And um, I believe Creighton got their game going the next day. It was like the 11 a.m. game in Madison Square Garden. And then they called it at halftime. So about by noon um, of Thursday, everything was shut down other than Nebraska's pro day. They still conducted the the pro day. And and I'll never forget, Sam McEwen said to me uh, from the Omaha World Herald, the guy I've known for over 20 years and worked with him for many years since the Daily Nebraska, and said, Sean, the doctors are in charge now. And and he was right. I mean, the, the, the world as we know has not been the same since this week a year ago. And when you just think about all the drama, all the BS um, that has come out of um, this year in the sports side of things, not in the life side of things. That's a whole other show and a whole other <laughs> podcast. Uh, but, uh, guys, it, it, it's really been unbelievable to just, just to think about how much things have changed um, in, in many cases forever. Well, it's, what's really crazy is the fact that, you know, Nebraska was kind of the first major domino to fall in terms of the sports world shutting down with that Big Ten tournament game you were talking about, obviously, for, for those who don't remember, Fred Hoiberg, uh, you know, he was he's kind of recounted over the past couple of weeks, you know, that experience and what that was like. And, you know, he just talked about how he woke up, not really feeling that well, but, you know, didn't think it was anything serious. He got cleared by the, the not only Nebraska team doctors, but the Big Ten officials to, to go ahead and coach. And as the game wore on, you just started to see him just look worse and worse. He was sort of pale, had his head in his hands, like he was sweating. Uh, and it was kind of one of those deals where everybody's just watching this play out live. Like, what's going on? Like, is this coronavirus? Is it the flu? Like, what is happening? And then they escorted him off the court, made him go to the locker room, and not only just walk off, they put him in a wheelchair and wheeled him off into the locker room. And people weren't wearing masks back then. No, no, this was before any sort of mask mandate or whatever. And, like, everybody, you could, like, watch as Fred leaves, like, the scores table and, like, guys, like, these older people, the high-risk people, are just, like, watching Fred, like, with the <laughs> – this is totally scared looks on their face. And then obviously Nebraska got quarantined in their locker room for hours after the 
game uh, and they weren't letting anybody out and it, they cleared everybody out of the arena. It was like just this unbelievable scene. And obviously that was right before uh, the NBA shut down earlier that day. And then the Rudy Gobert thing where he was like touching the microphone. Was that the same? It was the same day. Same was day. It? Yeah. Same day. And so like all of this is just kind of happening at once. And, you know, Fred Hoiberg got roasted on social media because they were like, how could he put everyone at risk? Yeah, the Nicole uh, Arbox and the yeah, athletic I mean, people. Were, the hot takes were flowing. And, the blue and, checkers were going crazy. And again, it, uh, people were just getting kind of caught up in just the, the craziness of that moment. Uh, obviously, he didn't have COVID. He just had uh, a virus, in, influ- a bug. influenza A, I believe is what it was. So, I mean, he was, he was sick, but uh, it wasn't COVID. And a lot of people backtracked on that. But that moment was kind of the official spiral of sports let's get crazy yeah and and, and really it it, everything changed let's freak out yeah it was everywhere i mean it was it was all over the news every spring game got canceled shortly after like we had a virtual spring game this year think about that video game video game i did not watch yeah that was yeah it was uh, interesting to say the least but yeah i mean it was it's hard to believe that it's been a year since everything that we have done in the sports world has been completely impacted from fans or no fans to, you know, just athletes being uh, restricted as far as recruiting goes and, and coaches being restricted and, and uh, seasons being manipulated and, and moved and canceled. And I mean, every, every aspect of sports as we know it has, has changed over the last year. And, and like you said, in the open shot, I mean, some of it's, probably forever you know I, I don't know things will never be quite exactly the same as they were pre-covid so um but hopefully you know now that things are hopefully that all that is starting to turn i think that uh, we're gonna you know places mlb is, is they're announcing that fans are going to be in the stands and um you know nebraska is expecting fans in memorial stadium in the fall and so I mean, I think we're slowly getting back there, but it's been a wild, wild ride this past year. Yeah, I wrote this week in my three, two, one the three things that have changed forever this last year. For me, number one was Nebraska's relationship with the Big Ten and the Council of Chancellors and Presidents. Um, you know, you, you always kind of knew Nebraska was the outlier of the 14 institutions uh, that the lowest academic ranking of the teams, et cetera, but this year more than ever, I think changed that relationship knowing that the priorities and thoughts on things are much different here than the other places in the Big Ten. Uh, The other thing for me is Commissioner Kevin Warren. Um, I don't think he'll ever really be fully respected or looked at the same after how all this year has been handled. And then the no fans thing. I mean, I just think that has crushed the soul of Big Red Faithful to, to not be able to be a part of things. And I mean, you, you think about just how many people, fathers, sons, uh, friends, cousins, aunts, uncles, they use those Saturdays and these events to get together with people. And, and it's an excuse to see people seven times a year and spend time with them. And I, I think that as much as the game itself, losing that, you know, it really hurt a lot of people. And uh, I just think all these things that have happened, uh, but mainly starting with Nebraska's relationship with the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, that. I don't know how that gets corrected. I mean, maybe time heals all wounds and everybody just kind of pretends nothing happened, but I can't 
remember a situation where a member's school and a conference, a relationship got that ugly, where players were filing lawsuits, parents were uh, organizing these like movements against a conference to let people play. Uh, the commissioners they took them to court and gave them two hours notice to appear. Yeah, the commissioner is basically calling the school's bluff that you know you're not going to play or else type thing when Nebraska tried to schedule a non-conference game. I mean, it's like every move there was conflict between Nebraska and the, the Big Ten leadership. And, you know, I get that uh, the, the conference wanted to do or at least accommodate the, the league as a whole. And, and like you mentioned, Sean, Nebraska's viewpoint on a lot of the issues at play are significantly different than they are in Minneapolis or Ann Arbor <clears throat> or, you know, even State College or wherever. And so that, uh, I think, got highlighted more than ever. You know, I think Nebraska was always kind of viewed as uh, by a lot of Big Ten schools as the, the cousin Eddie of the conference, you know, the one that just kind of shows up and uh, doesn't really belong at the, the hoity-toity cocktail party. They show up with a cooler bush light and, uh, you know, in their pickup truck. Well, uh, I think that that disconnect was kind of <laughs> accentuated, you know, to a point where, you know, it, will that relationship ever be repaired to where Nebraska really truly fits or it feels like a fit in this conference after after everything they went through over the last 12 months? Yeah, I don't I don't think there's ever going to be a point in time where Nebraska is is on the same level as, as all the other schools in the Big Ten, especially like the, you know, the. The original members, you know, of of the Big Ten. I just, I, I with the way things have transpired over this past year, um, you know, and, and how Nebraska was viewed as being completely defiant, and and you know how they went to you know great lengths to be able to to play and everything with the lawsuits. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people that forever hold grudges against Nebraska or view them differently. Uh, regardless of of what they ever do, you know, on the field of competition, I, I think that, or even in the classroom, I, I just I think that with the way things have happened this past year, you know, Nebraska is always going to be going to going to be looked at differently by the rest of the members of the conference. Yeah, they swung their sword at the conference and. It wasn't really looked at as a very wise move. Yeah, they were expected to kiss the ring, and yep. they, they brought out the sword. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's been a year, uh, but good news. Nebraska gets their first commit, and Ernest Hausman out of Columbus. We're going to hear from his coach, Craig Williams, next. You're listening here to the Husker Line Show.